2020. If you're watching this or listening to this on the day it's being uploaded, then it's December 31st, 2020. And this is the Mental Health Check-In Podcast, a podcast dedicated to spreading mental health awareness as a means to help us all heal. So let's just heal together, especially since it's the only thing we can do after a year like 2020. 2020 was a year that I feel like Everyone was tested mentally in one way or another. For a lot of people, plans were set back, jobs were lost, lives were lost. Some of us got painfully sick. Some of us watched our friends and family get painfully sick. Speaking for myself, this was a year where there were some points where I didn't even want to be alive, to be honest with you. I lost someone who at one point I thought was the best friend I ever had. I fell into an intense depression. I watched some friends suffer from COVID-19, ran into some other bad luck in between all that, some major bad luck, some minor bad luck. And more recently, I had an issue with my kidney that left me with a $600 hospital bill that could not have come at a worse possible time. With all that said, I don't think I would have made out of 2020 alive if not for the people around me. And when I say that, I don't just mean the friends and the family who stayed and made clear that they were still 100% in my corner. I mean, even strangers. This was a year that I discovered the kindness of strangers and how powerful that can really be. Not just strangers in real life, but people online as well. And That includes, but isn't limited to, the people who support this podcast, which this podcast in itself has helped me tremendously, and words cannot describe how much I appreciate you. I appreciate you people listening. This is me giving you your flowers, so to speak, I guess, just because I am just so grateful that So many of you out there, some of you I know personally, some of you I don't know at all, have been so willing to just listen to me on this podcast. When I started six months ago, I had no idea where this podcast was going to go. I didn't know if anybody was going to listen. I didn't know how far my reach was going to be. But the support I have had so fast, so far, just means the world to me. This was a hopeless year, I'll admit, in many ways, but all the people I've mentioned helped make this year tolerable. Everyone I've mentioned has helped give me hope for the future. They're why I'm the happiest I could possibly be at this moment, all things considered. And because of everyone's help, I feel like I am healing. Not 100% healed, because... Healing is a process, never-ending process. But the healing process would have been 
a lot more difficult, possibly even impossible if I was doing it by myself. 2020 is a year that taught me a lot of hard fart lessons that I hope to never forget. But if there's one thing that I learned this year that I hope to carry into 2021, it's that we all really do need each other to heal. I say it every single episode that we need to heal together and I mean it. Whether it's friends, family, therapists, strangers, healing is a group effort and I hope more people realize and understand that heading into 2021. But for now, I'm happy to say that today's guest who's happy to help with the healing process, mine and yours, is Jesse Velasquez. He's a writer, podcast host, a fitness expert as a certified personal trainer. And he's also a writer who I used to work with back when I was a editor over at Daily DET back in the day. We had a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful conversation. And if you enjoy it as much as I did, then I suggest that you follow him on Twitter at the JV Show 24. Check out his two podcasts, Unplugged and Undeniable and Wrestling's Unplugged and Undeniable. Both shows are available on Spreaker and Spotify. And if you live in Minnesota, then you can actually hire him as your personal trainer by going to his website at jcvwellness.com. And if you enjoy this podcast as a first-time listener, then you can follow us on Twitter at CheckInPod, follow us on Instagram at CheckInPodcast, and you can listen, subscribe, follow us on all of the podcast streaming platforms, and you can also just find our full episode catalog over at upliftunited.com. Now, with that out of the way, for the last time in 2020, Let's just dive right into this. So I guess the perfect place to dive right into this is just by asking just how are you? Because like it's been a while since we've really been talking as like members of Daily DT, at least me not being a member of Daily DT. So like in the time set left, like what's new with you and like how are you feeling with everything going on these days? A scale of one to 10, I'm going to put it at a five and a half right now. Um, things have changed. Like where I live in Minnesota, everything's back on lockdown, not on complete lockdown, but um, like in my realm with gyms, I am a, I'm a fitness trainer and nutrition coach, business owner, First, um, we have been doing everything remote. So I'm doing two to three hours of Zoom a day with clients now. Um, so that can get a little bit testy. I mean, I don't get out as much as I used to, um, which has actually been a blessing and a curse because number one, I'm a fairly active individual, been that way for the last two decades. Kind of fitness has been like my outlet, my calling card, and almost part of my identity to an extent. So um, this year has been a strange one for that reason with gyms not being open. And I'm not really a huge fan of home workouts. I do run on occasion, but um, I guess it's just my, I don't know. It's just kind of gotten me to reflect a little bit more, more than normal um, and be at ease and try some new things like host a podcast, for example, which I've really found extremely enjoyable. Don't write as much as I used to, which I, um, I go in spurts with that. Um, I go in spurts with a lot of the things that I'm passionate about. I'll like go all in for a couple of months, then kind of take a break, go all in again, then take a break. Uh, I kind of know myself fairly well in that aspect, but outside of that five and a half, five and a half, not bad. So I kind of have a two follow-up questions, like a two-part kind of. One is fitness is obviously a very important aspect to you. So I'm kind of curious, like, where did your fitness journey begin? And two, like, like you said, you, you've 
kind of been more reflecting now that you're kind of fitness physically in person, gym wise on pause a little bit. So how have, how have you been selling and suggest pausing for the time being? Excellent questions. Uh, first question is an easy one. Um, it didn't happen overnight. I will say that. Um, it was actually 20 years ago. Now I was a heavy kid, always been athletic. Um, just didn't really know the ins and outs of nutrition. I gave up drinking soda one day and, um, more or less, I don't know if it was osmosis or what happened, but those liquid calories, all that, I ended up losing 25 pounds without even eating. I mean, without even really doing any strenuous exercise. So I started to see my body change. People around me started seeing it more. And I was like, okay, this is kind of like an investigative theory. Like, what do I do now? Um, all of a sudden I would just one day walked into a GNC. It's like, hi. And I saw a picture of Ronnie Coleman on the wall. And I was like, I kind of want to look like that. So I went through that phase. Um, I'd say more or less, um, got myself in extremely good shape. Um, have been, been that way on and off for the last two decades. And now, um, I teach it to people. It's something that I do enjoy. I'm starting to enjoy the nutrition aspect more. Um, but also another thing too is my my family. They um I'm half Mexican American, so or I'm half Mexican, half Caucasian. So the Mexican side, um, we have or genetics wise, I know that like we have a history of heart disease, high cholesterol, uh, blood pressure, you name it. I've had um had a handful of family members pass because of like obesity and then just kind of the underlying effects. So that's something that now as I get older, like it used to be a vain thing to like really get in super good shape. And now it's just more of a longevity and teaching people um, that being fit is going to be not just helpful on the outside, but it's also going to be a lot just going to be, you know, cleansing to your inside. You'd be able more energy to do the things that you love to do to contribute to society, just more or less be the best version of you. Uh, second question, you're talking about reflection now that everything's been, okay. Um, reflection wise, oh, I, I go into phases where um, I hit the top I feel like I hit the top of something like, for example, um, athletically, I like if I start to see something slowly but surely erode, I will walk away and try to conquer something new. Um, I stopped after high school playing sports. I stopped playing softball. I was traveling nationally because schedule wouldn't allow it. But then as soon as like athletic ability started to dip there. I would go back. Um, I've been doing a lot of, I have now lifted on a, um, Olympic weightlifting. Um, I've been a national competitor for the last three years. I told myself my age 40 year would be it. I'm done. Um, and I really want to move on to other things like a family. Um, and just doing like little less fun stuff. Um, I love bowling. I don't do it much, but I love it. I would love to just do a league Scrabble. It's just, it's, I love Scrabble. I play it probably a half an hour a day online. Um, I just like challenging myself in other ways. So um, while I can continue to give and give and give in the fitness and nutrition industry, um, I'm not necessarily losing like full passion, but um, I can start to feel it 
diminish and I want to move on to other projects, podcasting again, which I truly enjoy. And you've moved on to podcasting now too, which is uh, awesome to hear as I just heard a, lot, a couple of your episodes and really enjoyed it. So um, those are my two answers, very long form. And thank you for saying that. I'm glad you enjoyed those two episodes and I'm glad that you can kind of like expand your horizons to new passions. One thing I kind of zeroed in on was when you said that you like to take on new challenges and suddenly I started thinking about all the things you do and you mentioned it, you're a personal trainer, got your own fitness business and now you've got your own podcast. You're, I even saw a tweet saying that you're looking to do like be on like two podcasts a week now. So like you're constantly challenging yourself and challenging yourself. Have you accomplished everything that you've tried to challenge? I know you said you've got new goals on the horizon too, but like when you conquer a goal, like do you just try to do bigger and better? Or is that when you decide to move on a little? Real good question. Um, gosh, I will say that in the from the fitness perspective, my own journey, I've accomplished everything I've ever wanted to, um, which is a big reason why I want to step away from personal personal growth in the fitness industry and move on to something else and more or less um, transfer that energy into others, which is something that I have done over the last six years. It's been a slow transition, but now it's like, I want to go all in on that. It's one of those things that I like plateau. Um, I don't really like if, if I see a plateau, it's like, okay, let's change it up. Let's move on. I feel that um, if you're continuing to challenge yourself in some way, shape or form, whether it's keeping your mind sharp, whether it's um, in a physical form, um, just always learning, always adapting, and always continuously challenging yourself, always moving, always helping others that um, life as a whole will be better. Um, not just for you, but it'll be much more fulfilling to um, those around you, which um, I think that can get lost in society, in, especially in 2020, nearing 2021, where we've now developed kind of a, a me, I'm trying to think of the word, um, kind of like a me, ah, help me out here, more or less like a kind of, it's easier to be for yourself when life is uncertain. Is that what you're trying to get? Um, yes. I'd also say um, people are, and I don't know if it's direct or not. We live maybe in a more selfish society as opposed to a selfless. Um, I feel that if like everybody is running on an optimal level or not even just an optimal level, um, just a good version of themselves that society as a whole is going to be better for it. Um, others helping others. I feel that it's hard to get somewhere alone. You need the help of others to advance. Um, I feel like that's how it started with my fitness. Even though I did most of it on my own, I still had to go and um, I, I hired a trainer when I was younger. Um, when I wanted to get into writing and the wrestling aspect, I, I um, seeked out somebody who was already a writer and how to, how to get my foot in the door. I feel that if you just find somebody who's done something, then you can like learn from them and then apply it to yourself and become good at it. Um, we can become teachers, but we're also students. So just more or less just keeping again, mind, body, and soul sharp. I definitely agree there, especially like on like how it looks like society can be a little selfish. Sometimes I do want to challenge that a little bit because it's weird. And like 
pandemic season, for lack of a better term, I suppose. Like you, it has exposed a big like level of selfishness on behalf of a lot of people, but it's also exposed like a level of selflessness that I've really been surprised of. I've been seeing a lot of people, at least in my area of Detroit, that a lot of people have been stepping up to the plate and like helping people like get food, get supplies that they've kind of lost when they lost their jobs in the last few months. And at that level of like care after people who may be essentially strangers, that's really surprising. It's 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 like a weird ebb and flow type of deal. Like I've been seeing a lot of selflessness, but also a lot of selfishness. I'm not really sure what to make of it. What do you think? I agree with that. and But I also think it's, a part of like the platforms that you're on and um, what you subject yourself to. So if you are watching the news, like let's say it's the news is like your daily outlet. And if you see a lot of selflessness stuff there, um, maybe you're seeing it more often. If you're on social media a lot, um, you may be seeing it less. Um, You're seeing a lot more selfishness in that. um, And I guess that depends on a, who you're following and B also what you're doing or like what they're doing, like who you follow, why you follow them. So I can see it being a two-way street there. And I actually um, just moved from Minneapolis where um, George Floyd was murdered. The uh, right, it, was, it was Memorial Day. Um, and that was a lot of selflessness there. With donations, you saw communities rally. And I thought that was an amazing thing, uplifting thing. Um, food donations, clothing, um, giving back to uh, black businesses. Because um, there were a lot of businesses that have gone under. And not just because of what happened with all the fires, the arson and everything, the outlash from um, the George Floyd um, murder. However, um, it's also from the pandemic. The pandemic has caused a lot of small businesses to go under and um, you can do one of two things there. It's either you perish or you adapt, you pivot and you find another way to um, get back on your feet. So that that is a great point. I think it depends on where you're looking. Selfish selfish and selfless i agree with that too i think that's really fair when it comes to like social media or the news like that that then it becomes like a point of like you really need to like protect where you dedicate your energy to because like if you're out in the open and you're seeing things firsthand seeing the selflessness firsthand or even on the news you see certain stories then that can be a very uplifting thing but social media you know as well as i do that can be accessible sometimes it can help as much as it can hurt and more often than not it can hurt somebody especially mentally so you got i or at least i personally try to protect what i see on social media as far as who i'm following what accounts i'm looking at and stuff like that which is extremely smart and it's something that you're aware of maybe there are people out there that aren't aware of like how much um how much control they have and like this year alone i've done something that i've never done on social media i've actually blocked accounts i've muted accounts um and lately over the last month i've been on it less i think i've just been seeing too much negativity when um i'm all about i promote positivity it's just something that i've always done i feel that um you can always see a positive thing and even in a negative experience so um to see such negative vibes while granted i know the world isn't going the way that uh, we had envisioned 2020 going especially with a global pandemic um just kind of wiping out 
a lot of people's plans. Yet I feel again, that, that word pivot, if we can pivot our energy elsewhere into like projects, maybe that I think that's another thing too, um, with time slowing down, maybe people either lost a job, lost some hours. Um, how were you able to recoup those hours? Maybe you have always wanted to kind of put time and effort into a project. Um, you could do it that way. I think if you use your time better, um, during those times or during just the pandemic itself, um, life's going to be a, more uplifting and you'll be able to see things in more of a positive light. Again, 100%, um, pivoting always helps like as far as just, again, just protecting your energy and knowing when, where to distribute the energy and what kind of energy. And that goes back to what you said just a few seconds ago about you going out of your way to promote positive energy, basically. And I can definitely co-sign that. I've seen you go out of your way to promote positivity through your accounts, either in fitness community, wrestling community, you create whole brackets to promote positive discussion in the wrestling community. And I always thought it was really cool. Even with uh, Daily DET, which I'm proud to say, always had a reputation of being this positive wrestling platform. So like, I think it's really cool that you really go out of your way to promote this positivity. And I guess I should ask, like, has there, is there a particular reason why you try to bring about so much positivity? Is it just because of so much negative in the world or is there something deeper? That's part of it. Um, another big part is, um, I would say, what was this, seven or eight years ago, maybe now, um, I wasn't always this way. I'm a big proponent of reading. I've always been a proponent of reading and education, some way, shape, or form. Um, I really got into self-enhancement books, self-help. Um, started out with like the book that I always hung my head on was The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. Um, just, it's all about creating a habit, um, improving yourself 1% daily. And while, again, he's not asking for like leaps and bound changes, but just doing something daily that's going to help you. And he used an example of taking a penny, throwing it in, then the next day, doubling it, two cents, four cents, eight cents, 16. Before you know it, you're throwing in like thousands of dollars. Granted, I mean, that's, it's not realistic. However, um, the point is 1% daily. So, um, and it's also about the people that you surround yourself with too. Um, if you're surrounded by negativity, um, often more often than not, it's going to rub off on you. And um, in the mental health world, that's if you're in a negative light, more often than not, um, you're going to probably see things on the other, like kind of the glass half empty type. Whereas if you see the glass half full, looking at things a little more optimistically, um, life's just going to be happier. Even when you, when something negative does happen to you, you can reflect on it, think about it and go, okay, how can I, can I think of like other ways to rebound from this negative thing happening to me? And, um, I think the last six, seven, eight years when I was in a darker place, it's helped me. Um, it's just helped my life exponentially, not just on, um, from an, like a physical standpoint, but also mental, spiritual, social standpoint, everything, um, everything's just improved over the, over that time because of it. I'm really glad to hear everything's improved. And I definitely agree that like, it's kind of like a situation of you get the energy you put back in the world. If you put out positive energy, you more often than not get that positive energy back. 
And I that's something I'm kind of been raised off of in, in my childhood. Like I was always told that like whatever energy you give into a universe, you get that back doubled when you need it. You may not realize it, but you get it when you need it, basically. And like you say, it also helps your mental health when you're helping other people and putting positive positiveness into the world. And I guess landing on mental health specifically, I kind of want to pivot back to fitness a little bit. And I'm curious that like, with like fitness, like there's also, there's obviously like physical benefits to it, but how has fitness helped you personally, mentally on a mental level? Performance um, in everyday activities. Before I became a trainer, I used to love working out at like six o'clock in the morning. Reason being, I would work a standard nine to five and I always found myself getting to my job and performing better because of the endorphins that fitness caused. Um, food is another endorphin. There's a couple different ways you can treat food. Um, I mean, and that's a big thing in 2022 is, um, nutrition, like moderation, intuitive eating, things like that. Um, but also like being thoughtful of, or just knowing how you feel after you eat something performance. Um, I know that like, while it's like spinach, um, cut up apples, carrots, cucumbers, and we'll just throw salmon in there, just like that type of salad. While that might not seem like the most appealing at the time in terms of taste, I know that like like around 11, 12, one o'clock in the afternoon, I'm going to be mentally alert. I'm going to be much more cognitive because of what I ate. It's helped me. It's given me the vitamins and minerals to perform better um, at my job, um, doing my everyday tasks, um, as opposed to eating a pizza at or like a half a pizza at 11 o'clock, maybe an hour and a half later, I hit the deck bam. And, um, I crash and I wonder why, um, people also often wonder why they crash at two o'clock in the afternoon every day. Um, and when they work a 40 hour week and it's probably, I mean, this is just an opinion and it could be, it could be fact, but, um, think back to what you ate. Um, think back to how much you moved. If you had been sedentary for the last four or five, six hours, like jam prime example, um, let's say you're typing out an article and you've been at it for three hours and you hadn't been eating the greatest. Um, you're probably going to hit a mental block at some point in time. Like, Oh, so tired. I need more caffeine. When in reality, take a, take like 20 minutes, 30 minutes. If you have the time or even 10, just go out for a walk quick. Um, do five pushups, five air squats, and then help yourself to something healthy and then come back to it. Um, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's really rewarding to perform your everyday tasks and be the best version of yourself. Um, on a daily basis when we're eating well. Granted, um, I love pizza. I'll eat it probably two, three times a month. I love it. Um, however, I just know that like, if I need to get something done, that's extremely important that I have to fuel myself in a proper way. And, um, I guess that's, I, that's just kind of the trainer and nutritionist's mentality is to, um, eat for pleasure, but also eat for performance. I definitely agree with you there as far as uh, the physical helping you mentally in a lot of ways. And I can definitely like agree just from my perspective. Like I really started working out like when the pandemic hits and just like knowing like the depression I was kind of going through right before I started taking the working out seriously versus like how I feel now, like physically, mentally, this is probably the best 
actually not even probably this is exactly the best I've ever been in my life and maybe there's other factors for me being very mentally like this podcast connecting me with so many different people that's helped me mentally but also it's just physically I it, it got when I started seeing results in my body I got that made me healthy that helped me mentally in a lot of ways it also kind of helped me to really force myself to get my certain meals on time um, because if I wasn't mentally in the greatest place to feel like eating there's I kind of felt like oh i I need to get this meal because I need to keep this body intact. And maybe there was a vanity component to it, but it's it made me watch fitness made me help my patterns a little more, if that makes sense. What I eat, what I do, when I do it, and stuff like that. And I definitely think it's there's a benefit there if anyone wants to try bodybuilding, working out, lifting, anything like that for the first time. I think the important thing too is to make fitness fun. Um, if it isn't fun, then you should look at a different modality of fitness. Um, bodybuilding may not necessarily be for you. Um, let's see, like running, long distance running may not be for you. Find something that you love to do, whether it's yoga, Pilates, um, CrossFit, calisthenics, whatever it is. Um, and I'm always an equal opportunist when it comes to promoting doing what you love it, and in the long run, it's still going to make you feel better. Um, I think a part of it too is, and I don't know if you have stepped away from writing completely. Um, I had Jordan side on one of my podcasts and he says, I am all in on doing a podcast every single day because once I am done with the podcast, I can just throw it out there and nine times out of 10, no one's going to have a snarky comment for me on Instagram or Facebook or something like that. I can just throw it out in the universe, let it stick. And that's that. Um, it's a lot harder to have negative thoughts, negative feedback in or on a podcast or like there really isn't a place to comment on it as opposed to like throwing a post out on Twitter or throwing out an article into the just throwing out a, an article and all of a sudden you start getting negative feedback. It starts getting to your head. Um, that's when depression can hit. That's when other kind of negative thoughts can hit too. And um, I'd say like podcasting for me and probably for you, not just on a fitness level too, or not just, not just fitness, but podcasting has made you happier because you may not get that negative feedback. And it's just all about promoting and doing something that you love without any feedback, of course. I think that's an interesting way to look at it. And I never really thought about it in those terms. I do think you're right. Like that is a big reason why I really enjoy this podcast. And maybe, maybe my POV is different just because it's mental health podcast so i'm going to get more positive feedback than negative but like compared to like the article form and i do like i still do writing from time to time but like when i used to write for say daily det with the wrestling community if i said one opinion that just didn't align with the wrestling community i would get whole comments with the feedback sometimes even dms of just negative feedback and like you said that would get to my head a little bit as much as i try to just block out the noise it's it's hard when you're passionate about what you write, it's hard not to let the noise get to you. So like, I, I think that's interesting. Like that's, I guess on that note, I'm, I guess I could ask like, when it comes to, I guess everything you do, podcasting, writing, especially, how do you block out the noise, block out the negativity, especially if it comes directly your way? That's tough to do, Jim. Um, I think, a healthy out there's a lot of healthy outlets that you can do that you can go to um 
if you love music, maybe just listen to some positive music. Um, if you love, like, let's say, for example, we just got a dog a few months ago that I'm looking at right now. Um, we'll go play with our dog for 90 minutes. I think um, disconnecting from what you have just done, what have you just, what have you, what you have just put out there. Um, I think that really helps uh, meditation, even five minutes of it, just kind of just deep breath in through the nose, out through the mouth and just trying to relax um, is another way to do things. Getting your mind off of it. I would say another thing too, is maybe just like keeping your phone in a different room, um, keeping electronics out of your way and just focusing your um, time and energy on something else. Go eat, go walk. Um, those are things that I like to do. Just kind of disconnect from the negativity and just bring it back. Um, take about 15, 20 minutes to myself, even a nap, um, depending on your time of day. Uh, a nice power nap is good. Um, yeah, those are just some of the ways that those are some things that I like to do. I think all that stuff is very helpful. Like that's that's when we talk about like how self-care in general is just really helpful. Even if you've only got like 20, 30 minutes a day to yourself, like it's really important to just detox from whatever negativity you've had that day. Like if, if especially if you had a bad day overall, like yes, it's important to set aside some time for yourself that you know you're going to enjoy listening to music, watching a movie, meditating, yoga, anything like that to just cleanse your mind and just, because when you cleanse your mind, I think for me at least, it feels like a whole new fresh start. Like no matter what stress I've gone through, if I just detox for just a little bit, take some time to myself, it just it's kind of like a reborn type of feeling. Like it's, it's like I'm starting the day all over again, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think that is huge. Um, you can spin a negative day. Like I said, like I said earlier, you, you can spin something negative into a positive. Um, even if your day started like that, um, let's say you got some bad news at 7.30. It wasn't like life-changing bad news, but it was some bad news. And it could maybe set yourself, I mean, set yourself up for failure going forward if we continue to rest on that thought. Um, my recommendation, if that were to happen, would be to um, maybe call call a family member, uh, call somebody that you really loved it, that you confide in, just talk to them for a few minutes and kind of get yourself back into that positivity. If you have a time, maybe read five minutes from like a favorite book. Um, listen to a couple of your favorite all time songs. Um, eat, <laughs> eat, eating's always, um, I've always of kind of, um, associated happiness or eating with happiness. Um, so, I mean, yeah, those are some of the things that you can do to uh, get yourself something or get your mind off of something that is a little bit negative. Absolutely. I'm glad you mentioned that about like calling a friend or calling a family member. That's that always helps, too, especially in this like pandemic time. Like it's it's very helpful to get on a video call or just a phone call, I've noticed. And if you don't have someone to just vent to personally, that's when I think therapy comes into play. Like it's, it helps to talk to a professional too, if you don't have anybody else. I agree. Um, I think one thing, and this is a big proponent of why you're starting to see um, like really mental health, depression and stuff like that, like really come out is um, some people have a hard time opening up. Um, so if you keep your thing, if you keep what's ailing you concealed, um, 
more often than not, you're going to start to have those thoughts cluttered here. And um, it's hard to go through something alone. If you don't confide in someone, if you don't have somebody to go to, um, these negative thoughts can continue to conjure up and build and build and build and build to a point where all of a sudden it's like something catastrophic can happen. And that could have been prevented if you had found like a healthy coping mechanism, somebody to confide in, or um, some of the things that we have been talking about over the last 30 minutes, just examples of um, getting your mind off of something. But I think the important thing is for those who have those issues is know that you're not alone and that you can confide in others. That's extremely important. 100%. And just to piggyback off of that, like I realize I should also say that like, if you don't necessarily have someone to vent to and you can't have access to a therapist, either monetarily or you just can't see your therapist immediately when you need them, then I've learned that journaling helps. Journaling is something that kind of pops up a lot during this podcast. Like, I, I don't know if you're, if you personally journal, but like I've learned journaling helps if you, you it works as kind of like venting to yourself because that also like puts in practice being more open a little bit. Like you get to like check your own thoughts when you see you on paper, see you on text, and then you get to analyze it. See, okay, I'm upset about this. Why am I upset about this? Can it be, can it be, is there a resolution to it? Is there a solution to it? An immediate one, a long-term one. And that's, that's when journaling just becomes really helpful, I think. So I just want to put that recommendation out for anybody. Yeah, that's something that I did used to do, um, something I haven't necessarily subscribed to recently. However, I do feel that that is a great way to do it. Um, if you don't like writing, other things that you could do, again, would be to read. Um, I would say, again, moving, moving your body. I think that helps most. And you don't have to like fully exert yourself into like, I'm going to run a whole bunch of sprints or I'm going to go run a half marathon. Um, just moving your body, a body in motion, stage in motion. And that's also going to kind of spark up. Um, it's going to spark up some endorphins, like the good stuff. Cause if we sit for too long and kind of rest on our laurels again, it's all going to compile. So if we're constantly moving and staying in motion, um, I think more or less, where we'll be thinking, we'll be thinking happier thoughts. We'll be thinking clearer actually would be a better term. I think, I feel that if you're still, if you keep in motion, you're going to be thinking a little more clearly. Yeah, I'd agree with that too. And I guess since we kind of like covered the topic of writing, it's just a random thought that came to my mind. How would you, cause like we've talked about like how you got into fitness, how you got into podcasting, how did you get into writing? It's something I've wanted to do since the age of, gosh, so it's been probably elementary school, third grade. Um, like we used to write journals in my third, fifth and sixth grade class. Cause I, I had a teacher who um, we had to have a journal submitted weekly and it's something that I loved to do. I would create, um, I would write kind of like biographies. I would also write, um, I would create characters. I would write up sporting excerpts. I would, uh, let's see here. So I would kind of recreate like a football season and I would do it week by week and I would write up a, a box score highlights and stuff like that. Um, I majored in journalism and communications. So writing has always been there for me. Um, I transitioned into fitness, um, like 
10 years after I graduated, just because I had gotten into fitness when I was in college, but um, it wasn't something that I envisioned teaching people. I had envisioned maybe writing a sports column somewhere. Um, I wasn't highly motivated at the time once I graduated and the thought of making nickels, like just either on the radio or writing just didn't appeal to me. And I didn't really want to like truly work hard at it. It wasn't while I had, I had graduated with that degree. I didn't have that full on passion to like start from the bottom and then get to where get to like a great spot. So, um, I've always had that in my back pocket and, um, just so happens like now, um, I love writing for fun. Um, when I, when I'm feeling good, I will go, I'll throw out just some articles out there, whether it's on fitness, nutrition, or pro wrestling. Um, those are the three things that I love to write about. And, um, when I have the time, I always dedicate it to that. So it's something that can always go back to, um, when, when I'm feeling good as well as when I have the time. I'm glad you can have fun with all those different avenues. I think that's super cool. So my next question is just kind of like with all these different avenues, like wrestling, fitness, uh, writing, and just everything you do, I'm kind of curious, like how do you balance it all? Like, do you ever find yourself like putting too many breads into one basket or do you have a nice balance of everything you think? I go through periods where I have a great balance and then I go through periods where I put, where I, um, do too much. Um, so I do suffer burnout, but I do become cognizant of it. So when I start to burn out in one thing, I'll gravitate a little more of my energy to something else, but I'll always keep it in those buckets. Um, just when it comes to, um, I will sharpen my saw, um, in the fitness and nutrition industry when I'm burnt out from writing about wrestling. Um, when I really start to kind of hit a low, when it comes, um, like when it comes to my own personal workouts or, um, I'm spending eight to 10 hours a day with training five, six days a week, not just my own, but someone else's, um, I'll take a step back from my own training and throw my energy into back into that realm. Um, whether it's wrestling and now it's podcasting, which is something again, that I enjoy, I would love to do more of. So, um, I guess I'm a little bit hypocritical in the aspect of, um, kind of the do, as I say, not as I do, I'll like put too much energy into something and then burn out. So I try to give people advice not to burn out when in reality I do that sometimes. Um, it's just kind of a character flaw, but, um, I'm very cognizant of it. And I know that it's a very short-term feeling and I know that I'm going to get back on that bike eventually. I definitely understand that. Like burnout's hard to get out of when you get into it. And it's very easy to fall into burnout when you do so many different things speaking from my personal uh, perspective so like with that said um uh, another two-part question one how do you recognize when you're burnt out because i've learned that like when sometimes when i'm burnt out i like the results of all the work i'm doing i still try to push myself knowing that i shouldn't so like how do you recognize when you're burnt out and how do you get out of that burnout my sleep is one thing. Um, this is extremely strange to say, but when I am my most productive, I usually sleep five or six hours a night. Um, I'm always like, 
I'm very, I'm highly creative. Um, I kind of go through a season where like, I will just nonstop. I'll go, 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 go. Um, when I start to feel that burnout, I will sleep nine hours, 10 hours. I'll find myself taking a half an hour nap in the morning. I'll find it later on in the evening. And what was the second question? Getting out of burnout. Um, I watch what I eat. Um, and that's another thing too, is um, when I'm starting to suffer from burnout, I'll start to eat um, more. I'll eat more. So let's see. Um, I don't eat fast food often. I'm, I'm an ice cream person. So um, I'll kind of gravitate to ice cream. Um, all of a sudden, I'd say once I move into, so once I'll, I'll go back to fitness again, then, um, it's kind of strange. I just go through a revolving cycle and maybe there's a time and a place where eventually I'm going to get out of this revolving cycle where I'm on fire for three months and then I'm off for a month or two. I'll go back on for five or six and then off for one or two. So to avoid burnout, um, I kind of let that burnout piece just go and give what I can um, per performing, um, I'd say working and putting more of my energy into my clients during that burnout time. Cause I think I don't burn out with clients. I burn out with, um, my own stuff. I burn out on my own fitness. I burn out on my own nutrition. I burn out on writing. I don't burn out when it comes to other people, I've always found that um, uplifting other people has actually helped me get out of burnout. So I guess that answers your question right there. Um, devoting more of my time, energy, and passion towards others helps me get out of burnout. I'm really glad to hear that. And with that said, I thank you for dedicating your time to this podcast. Now seems like a good place to end it. I think like I tried to keep it like a decent, like 40, 45 minutes for people who don't have time for the longer podcasts. But I, I do thank you for coming on. I really love talking to you. Like it, it's been fun just catching up. But before we uh, end it, it um, there's just one segment that I like to end on where I, I call it giving people their flowers for as like if we never speak again for a reason, I like to just show my guests why I appreciate them. And I appreciate you for one asking to come on this podcast. I always appreciate when people ask. It's been a while since someone asked. So thank you for that. And two, I appreciate you for just being so willing to just distribute your energy in so many places, not just in terms of doing fitness, writing, wrestling, all that, but as far as just dedicating your time to help other people physically, as far as as a personal trainer and mentally in many aspects, as far as just the articles you write, I think the energy you give out is hard to come across and in this time and age, very needed these days. So I thank you for being so open to helping people in that way. I thank you for coming on this podcast. And I thank you for coming on what will be, when it comes out, the last podcast for 2020. Jam, I truly appreciate it. Um, you're missed in my circle. Um, I'm not on Slack as much anymore with Daily DDT. I do need to get back on that and the writing aspect. But um, you are definitely a presence that's missed. Um, you're always thought of, I would say, on a bi-daily basis, more or less, because um, you're somebody that's helped me um, improve on my writing, um, as well as kind of like looking at other things from a different perspective. Again, I truly appreciate being on this podcast. So thank you so much for having me. Mm -hmm.